Knock, knock. Who's there? The two. The two who? The two who half squads are back with a vengeance. We are back. And that's us. And this is the only podcast on the net dedicated, oh, we've been hitting good percentages lately. Yeah, we have. To the greatest game in the world. That would be Advanced Squad Leader, of course. Everybody knows that, but we like to say it anyway because it rolls off the tongue. Advanced Squad Leader. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. Is it rolling off your tongue? No, I don't think it rolls off the tongue. It doesn't really roll. There's no R's in it. Advanced Advanced Squad Squad. Leader. 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 Now. If you said Advanced Squad Leader, that might roll better. Taking out the harsh consonants yeah what if i wish there were more r's in it like r- r- advanced oh for that kind of rolling off leader yes that could work but that's not it no that's not this show and this is this, show. this is show like 176 five is 175 sure yeah. yeah pretty sure we're rolling them up we are we're very happy to be here we're talking about our favorite pastime our second well, favorite pastime. Yeah, our third. Our third favorite pastime. Yeah, it's, it's, realistically. Yeah, we're trying to be realists. Some people are not. Well, you know, I'm on Facebook. I, I, I try not to go on Facebook. you still enjoy, though, you know? You still enjoy, you know? Yeah, I right? do. Oh, sure. And sure. maybe it's fourth. Favorite. Sure, yeah. Okay. As you were saying, <laughs> Facebook. Facebook. I'm not on Facebook much anymore. Good. It's horrible there. Why have people say stuff they never have to back up with any kind of evidence? Yeah. Um, say stuff they don't mean often, right? Don't they? And stuff that I don't care about. It's just like everybody gets up like, oh, look at me. I'm waving my flag. I'm doing my thing. Look how important I am. I'm saying important stuff. I'm spreading my important words. I'm showing off my important junk. It's just like, honestly, I do like looking at the ASL stuff. There's a good ASL group there. It's it's a little bit, it's different from Game Squad. It's a little bit faster in interaction, and there's pictures and stuff with it. And so I do like that. But most of the time, I'm not on there anymore. And most of the time, it's like... I've never even started. Yeah, I'm, I don't blame you. And I don't get my news there anymore. I specifically go other places for news. Oh, it has news? Yeah, wasn't well, you know, some they problems include, with real news? They like include, real fake fake news. Yeah. It's not like calling fake news that's not as fake fake. But what? Nothing. Yeah. So yeah, they do news? What do they do? They well have you a can button on the side. You can go on and post oh, I read this story from the New Yorker and oh, you post it on post it on there. And so it is the New Yorker. But a lot of people post stuff from news sources that are certainly questionable. Somebody that I know very well posted something the other day from Alt. It was Alt. Let me uh, let me think now. It was the Short National Park Service, AltNPS.org. Oh. This is somebody that works for the National Park Service who's been, they've been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, by President Trump, has asked them not to tweet. Oh, yeah. And post stuff lately. So they've gone rogue and they've got their altnps.org and he's posting stuff there but it's not backed up by facts there's no oh he's just posting stuff opinion editorials this particular post was a picture of new york from the 1970s and it was very smoggy and a picture of new york from recently and it was the sky was blue and it said look it's very obvious we need an epa or something epa and restrictions and controls over emissions. And my reaction to it was, are these pictures on the same day, <laughs> yeah, at the same time rainy? of the year? Was it <laughs> rainy? And I said, and also, you know, is it is it possible that there's less smog because so much of the steel industry has moved overseas since the 70s? And yeah, so take a look at those that going smoggy on. pictures of China and India, I mean, man. What are you really showing It is showing seriously here? a problem. Yeah. And they don't, of course, there's no answers because it's this alt organization. There's no facts there or anything. There's no science behind it. And uh, I don't know. I just the whole thing although, is, although things are cleaner today in a lot of cases. They are. Certain rivers, certain during the, yeah. I, 
I am a big supporter of the EPA. I think we need to have very close controls on emissions and all that stuff. I'm a big fan of all that stuff. But I'm also a big fan on factual information from reliable sources. Yes. Yeah. And Facebook, uh, yeah, again, my wife has often been said, look what our friend wrote. It doesn't quite sound like them. Ah. Um does again, Laura have a Facebook account? She does. Oh. Yeah, Megan does. Yeah, I, I do not. Yeah, I'm sure the kids do. Yeah, don't. Don't get one. It I go seems on like a time sponge. Oh, it's a huge time waste. Yeah. Because, and sometimes I'll go on there and I'll just start scrolling. And the problem is you start scrolling, you see the stuff go by, and you think, well, pretty soon I'll get to the end. And there's, but there's no end. You scroll. You can kinda, scroll forever. Kind of like this show. Yes, it never <laughs> ends. There's nothing important, and it never ends. <laughs> but we're going to keep doing it, darn it, because we like ASL and we like talking about we it. We are. We're rethinking the 200 thing, but we'll see. Yeah, we might only make it to 199. <laughs> that would be a sin. <laughs> like the dragons landing in. Yeah, how long did they go? Original D&D podcast. Yeah. Yep. Great. Very entertaining, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's Good show. Really fun to listen to them yeah. just talk, as well as what they talked about, if you like the role-playing and then they hit 99, and I think they took a little break to come back with a big 100. Yeah. And they never did. And they back. never did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, hard. sometimes you stop doing stuff, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. I'm done. Gee, I'm doing other stuff now, so. Yeah. And that's okay. That works. Yeah. And I wonder, makes me wonder if when we hang up our microphones for this show, to spend our time with our other shows, which bring in really big money. Um, if somebody will pick up the ASL podcasting mantle. Yeah, I don't know. By then, you have a lot of retired ASL guys. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It might be this year. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me—it does make me wonder, because nobody else has come out with an ASL podcast. No. I've always been kind of surprised at that. Yeah. Nobody else has done it. Well, maybe we've set the standard so high yeah really. or so low people are afraid they will trip over it yeah yeah they either don't want to be associated because we're such buffoons or we're just doing such a bang-up job they thought you know it's like writing a sequel to the bible or something yeah you know it's just not going to be as good right as the original you know speaking of that i want to apologize again to anyone we had talked to about interviewing and then hadn't gotten to it for years it's yeah we upset some people. We're sorry about that. Yeah. We, we're we not mean. We should have been doing interviews now. Well, I'm heck? talking to you. No, <laughs> we got to get on the phone. All right. Next, yeah, we should. Folks, okay. we promise more interviews. Yeah. Well, we never people anything. And people like that. Yeah. They do, they do oh, enjoy absolutely. the interviews, and there's some really interesting people out there. And, yeah, because it's not us. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do feel kind of bad about that. We upset a couple people, a dozen or so people. Anyway. But uh, we have a variety of things tonight. Yes, we do. What are we going to start with? Well, what do you think? It must be time for letters. It's time for letters. Think anybody misses the old song? Nope. I think they were probably getting pretty sick of that song. I think so. We broke the world. But then we put it back together yeah. again. Yes, and it's much better now with The Wanderer featuring Adam Kleinschmidt on the xylophone. Yeah, and I have it, a... Is that the same as the vibes? I do not know. Okay. But I do have a letter we can jump right into here, Jeffrey. Go. It is from Mike Sprague. Mike would like to remind us all about the Nor'easter 21. It's going to be March 30th to April 2nd, 2017 in Boxborough, MA. Is that Maine? Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Which is about 20 minutes west of Boston, of course. Yeah. Uh, Five-round Maine tournament, which starts on Friday, a three-round mini, three-round Saturday mini, and the big mofo, which lasts... All four days. Oh, the big mofo. Oh. I can't wait to see pictures from that. You betcha. That's going to be sweet. 
So I'm going to tweet this out again right now, which is well before this recording airs. Hopefully the show will get up before March 30th. I've got a letter here from Richard Youngdahl. He says, hi, guys. I just wanted to say thank you for the time and effort that you put into the podcast and continue to put into it. Please know it's appreciated. I played quite a bit of the original Squad Leader series back in the day and a little ASL when it was first released, but that was just about the time I was heading off to college and wargaming soon fell by the wayside. Mm. Fast forward many years and I picked up the starter kits this past summer to help pass the time during recovery from surgery, and I was hooked again. I've played through a few scenarios from each of the starter kits, mostly using Vassal for play-by-email, but also squeeze in a couple of face-to-face games and have just made the jump to full-on big boy ASL playing Gavin Take. The attached photo is of the two binders I use for the ASL rulebook. Obviously, you guys were the inspiration for the covers I created for them. Anyway, since last summer, I've slowly been making my way through your back catalog of episodes, and I've been enjoying them immensely. Keep up the good work. Thanks again. Well, thanks, Richard. Thank you, for sure. That's from, uh, he's out in Westminster, Colorado. Indeed. I'd like to uh, remind everyone that this podcast is made available from kind donations from people like Matt. Thank you very much, Matt. Thanks, Matt. And I'd like to point out that this show is also made possible by kind donations from people like Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. And I'd like to point out... Okay, Matt. He said, he sends kind donations. You know he what? He said, <laughs> did do, episode one fifty eight was marginal, contained about eighty six percent of content related to advanced squad leader. Rate of delivery on banter was too fast. Also, consider using a professional sound booth for better sound quality. Have you explored the option of renting time in a professional recording studio? Disappointed again, Matt in L A. Oh, he is donating based on the quality of the show. So that was only a $3 donation. Yeah. I don't mind that I, I don't blame s- him. share that, Matt. Yeah. The previous donation was... I think th- the show should have paid us for that one. <laughs> the previous donation was a very large donation, and that was because it had some great box art review. Ah, yes. So Matt's a huge fan of that. So guess what we're going to have to do in this show, Jeff? Hey, I tell you what, money talks. We all know that. We're going to have to do some box, box art, art review, review, aren't we? Yep. Because this other donation he made, he said, Wow, another show without box art. Very disappointed. The banner felt forced and also felt the tactical advice was too vague. Please include the specific hex. Example, 23H6 with machine gun facing hex vertex 23H6-17. <laughs> along with the exact TEM that each and every counter is placed. Oh, uh, yeah. Disappointed. Not going to happen. You know. Well, <laughs> sorry, man. We're sorry to have disappointed you so much on those two shows. No, we should work on that. We really should. We should. We're going to put it on our list of things to do and never do. Mm. Sadly, it does sound like us. Yeah. And, you know, while, while we do appreciate your kind donations, we don't mind if you send angry donations. Sure. You know, annoying do- donations, uh, pissed off donations. Sure. Bring it on. We'll take them all. Yeah. Uh, oh, got a secondary email there from Richard. Uh, got one here from Kristen Clark. G'day to Half Squads. Oh, we did that one already. I kept it for the link to the tanker show. Okay. Sorry. Should I keep that? Uh, no. Going to unstar that one. And I also have another donation from a very kind listener, Preston. Thank you very much. We appreciate it extremely. And I, and I think he got his hat. Oh, a couple hats left. Maybe like five. Oh, wow. So That's get your hats, folks. A couple hats left. <laughs> maybe <Five>. like five. <laughs> well, yeah. it's down from like 30. Yeah. yeah. So Next time you want to buy a, uh, borrow a couple of dollars, I'll give you five. Um, you know, we have a, a little note from Wade. Wade says, hey, guys, a while ago you mentioned Jim Stotler was working on a book for ASL. Do you have any more info on that? Sorry to report, we do not. We don't. Um, I was just thinking about that the other day, too. So, yeah, Wade, we do not know. Hey, Jim Stoller, give us a call. Send us an email. Let us know what's up with that project. What's up with that? What's up with that? Hey, Jeff and Dave, this is Jack, and Happy New Year. 
the new word for 2017 is no longer Manila. It's Siem Reap. S-I-E-M-R-E-A-P. Siem Reap in Cambodia. Now say it after me. Siem Siem Reap. Siem Reap. We are planning a new tourney in July in Siem Reap. Now, this is where the famous temples of Angkor Wat is. Oh, so imagine sweet. rolling snake eyes in the shadows of Angkor Wat. Oh. It doesn't get better than this. So Siem Reap 2017, we're going to give you more information oh. as the days come by. And uh, make your plans now. That's coming July 2017. Hope all is well. Take care now, guys. Oh, thank you, Jackson. Oh, that Always would be good to hear from Jackson. That would be... That would be a really so, good. That would be better than our trip to Cuba. Yes, <laughs> yes, probably, <laughs> probably so. Anchor Watt, don't you yeah. want to go to Anchor Watt? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I wish we could get there by uh, car. I'm going to leave that start so we can maybe can play that next show if it's yeah. not too late. Okay. Yeah. Got one here from Dennis Donovan, our dear, 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 dear friend, mm-hmm. Dennis Donovan. We like to call him Mister Donovan. Hi guys, how's things? Hope all is well. You know, I do like seeing Dennis's posts on Facebook, going back to Facebook. Oh, there you I go. I mean, some of the ASL some, guys are, are very entertaining, yeah, and, and Dennis clever. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, guys. How are things? Hope all is well. I've gotten in a lot of ASL this week. Played Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, tonight, and we'll play again tomorrow. Boo-ha! Or no, it's boo Maybe I'll do a what have you been playing lately bit for the show. Actually, you know, Dennis, that would be Maybe. good. Was that uh, when he was at the uh, Open or the? Uh, no, uh, this was just October in January. Fest? No, this was just hmm. in January. He's been playing. Wow. So I'm sure you're thinking, "Hey, forget all the above stuff. Don't keep us in suspense any longer. Give us lyrics to your latest parody." So here they are. So he gives us the lyrics, and are we going to sing this at some point? Which one is that one? A long way to Tipperary. Oh, leave that starred. Don't know what okay. I'm doing with that yet, or maybe he's doing it. But I do have, uh, I can make an announcement that, again, this show is brought to you by kind donations from people like Mark P. Thank you very much, Mark. I think that's his first donation and first Thank contact you, with us, oh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Always nice to know people are out there. little something here from Vincent Maresca. Jeff and Dave listening to the latest podcast while cutting out overlays. And here one of the listeners was looking for the attached scenario. So here you go to pass it along or post, as this was from the Route Report's last issue that was posted online. I was at Winter Offensive 2017 and quickly looked over to see Perry doing a podcast. I thought maybe you guys had shown up, but it was two less attractive fellows. I completely forgot to ask who they were. But I was already listening to your Perry episode, so you guys got the first scoop. William Randolph Hearst has nothing on the two half squads. (laughs) Finally, thanks for the OTO replay. I probably will never get to play it, so great to see the AAR and get a feel for how the module plays out. Yeah, and that was the one with Dennis and uh, Rich. Rich. Hopefully you'll make it to Aslock again someday, and I can buy you guys a beer. All the best. Vincent from the Philly ASL Club, and he includes this... uh, scenario which we will post yeah i wonder uh so perry is doing another interview huh who 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 would yes. be interviewing him who's impinging in our territory it's our perry he's taking, our perry taking our valuable although i noticed perry dropped from slack oh did he yeah i don't so, think he was ever really on there maybe he's not ours anymore no i don't know he's well playing the that's field. okay jeff because you know what we have don't you yeah Bounding Fire Productions. That's right. Bounding <laughs> Fire Productions. Do you know that you can go to their website right now and get the finest ASL products ever made in the history of the universe? I'm... Yes. I don't mean to exaggerate this no. a little bit, but that Into the Rubble too. I have had time to explore that is amazing yeah. piece of production. Yeah. 20 scenarios. You, new boards. Yeah. Overlays. Rubble, rubble, rubble. Rubble. More rubble than you can shake a stick at. You betcha. Not only that, but that Blood and Jungle, amazing piece. Again, sold by the pound. What would that cost you? Thousands. Your left arm. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. For me, it would be another body part to match that weight. You know, it wouldn't hurt for your kids. (laughs) 
it wouldn't hurt for your kids to maybe skip a year before they go to college. Take that money, go to Bounding Fire Productions, get your goods. Absolutely, get your kids goods. Kids can go to college anytime. That's right. And if you can't get your goods at Bounding Fire Productions, where else could I possibly find them, Jeff? I wouldn't even venture to guess. Could it be Ritter Creek? It could be Ritter Creek. What would make them so special? Well, let me think. <clears throat> let me think. Oh, could it be free shipping? Free shipping. Who doesn't like free shipping? Who doesn't like free shipping? Everybody likes free shipping. Everybody likes free shipping. Go to Ritter Creek. It's a good site. They got stuff there. You'll be looking at it. You're going to go well, like, wow. You're going to get out your wallet. You're going to take out your credit card. You're going to order stuff. They're going to ship it to you without any extra charges. You, you got to get the stuff. Yeah. You Ritter Creek the is stuff. the place to go. Go to RitterCreek.com. Or else. And our show is brought to you by those wonderful sponsors. In addition to that, donations Kind donations, such as boy, we got a, do we get a lot of donations? No, we just haven't done letters. For yeah, like we haven't done letters in six a long time. months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A kind donation from um, David Dominic David David D. Thank you very much, sir. He writes belated Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you both. Thanks for the Two Half Squads podcast, and we thank you, Dave. And we got a quick letter from Mike who said, hey, is there still room open on the Slack? You know, and I, we haven't really talked about the, the Slack space over the last few podcasts, but it's still there. I'm, I'm on there right now. Jackson Kwan is in there. Martin Vicka, they're in there chatting about ASL. Ian Tootin is in there. Uh, David Garvin, Milton Sung. So, yeah, there's a lot of people in there talking, and it's a fun place to go. So if you want to get into the Slack room, just send us an email, and we'll send you an invitation. That's correct. If you'd like to buy a Two Half Squads hat, simply make a kind donation of $20 and let us know that your address, and we'll get that right out yeah. to you. Unless you're in Canada, it, extra 10 bucks. If you want to send us $100, we'll just throw the hats away. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> then we don't have to talk about them anymore. <laughs> I don't think we talked about them for the last two shows. Oh, maybe not. Because I've kind of forgotten about yeah. them, too. Those poor hats. Do you remember that last T-shirt we had? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, we were going to have a fire sale. Yeah, uh, I have a letter from Jason Moffat if you're ah, ready for that, sir. Okay, yeah. It says, "Ciao, two half squads. I searched through all your podcast titles looking for any on Hollow Legions or Few Returned, looking for battles with Italians. Can you help me find any?" Remember that guy that was on the show who was trying to teach us Italian? Um, Italian? Was that Mario Lanza? Do you remember him? No. Yes. Do you remember? Yes, of course. Don't even remember, do you? What's the point of me even being here, Jeff? You're trying to teach you Italian. What was his No, that was Italian. He was saying his phrases. Oh, yeah. The women are here. Yeah. Don't give me five dollars. Give me one hundred dollars. Remember that? Yeah, it was like one hundred dollars is not enough. Two hundred dollars would be better. Well, to answer Jason, did he ask a question? Hollow legions or few return? Oh, okay, yeah. Ah, okay. We don't. We're not going to look up the exact shows. We don't have up our. Um, remember, I made a. Uh, Spreadsheet of like every stupid yeah every thing show, in show and everything yeah everything we've ever talked about <laughs> it was actually, which was a beautiful I, piece of work yeah I actually did all that yeah heck? I got to get a life you have a great life what the heck you've got a beautiful life you think that's part of it I think that's part of it that's part of the beauty oh, of it okay people are going to look back on your life and they're going to say man that guy made a lot of crap now let's <laughs> throw it all in the garbage because <laughs> I do make a lot of crap though yeah I? you do models spreadsheets podcasts yep one day it'll all be in a dumpster. <laughs> It will be. I've realized that. Yeah. Like, think about all your family photos. You like yeah. them, and then your grandkids like them. Yeah. And you go about a step below that, and I don't think anyone really no, cares anymore. No, it's gone. There's all like, gone. Every family has, like, one historian person yeah. that goes, this is our great, great, great grandpa. Everyone should have this, but no one really cares. No, I don't think so. All they care about, Jeff, you know what? Facebook. That's all they care about. It's all they it makes care me about. want to make more of an impression than I'm making in the world. Facebook or your great great grandkids keeping your photos. I just I feel like I should make a mark on history. <laughs> well, you have you got the two half squads. 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> that will live in infamy. That's something, I guess. People will be listening to this show for years to come. We could be dead and gone. Yeah. And as long as, what, what do we have to do? We have to create a trust or something with all our wealth. Maybe we could get one of our episodes etched onto the, you know, the next Voyager uh, <laughs> thing to, to put Ur- it up in space for aliens. Send to find? it to Uranus. Send it to Uranus, not yeah. my anus. But you know, we should get a trust fund, and then you take the money from the interest, and in perpetuity, someone will be assigned responsibility to pay for our bandwidth. And keep the show going. Yeah. It could be 500 years from now. And ASL players will be still listening to our shows. Yeah, that's true. Right? Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, as they're on those generational starships going to repopulate, to populate uh, planets. <laughs> hmm? What? <laughs> A little suggestive there. <laughs> All right, so yeah. you returned. Uh, do you remember anything about that AP pack, Jeff? anything about it i go ahead uh, you know uh no but i remember just a few returned (laughs) apparently more went out than came back (laughs) something like that you and i played the entire ap pack oh yeah (laughs) do you not remember at all no i don't we played a game at the asl open with a river it was the italians this was i think mostly well let's see i'll make a fool of myself and get it wrong. Wasn't it the Italians uh, a lot in the front against the Russians? In Italy? No. This was oh, in Russia. In, when I think the Germans yeah, had right. them on one of their flanks in Stalingradish kind of area, that front. And then they few returned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I think. I remember so that part. We played all those together. Yes. I, that was great fun. So those are covered on the episodes, mm-hmm. right? In segment called what you've been playing yeah right i don't know if we called it the segment that back in those days but um but yeah we talked about all of those but hollow legions have we recovered that and what's in the box yet i i'm sure we have i'm sure we have i'm sure we have so we've covered all the episodes yeah yeah the basic games i think yeah yeah we're not right. going to do your work for you. Get out there and look. <laughs> yeah. You want to know? It's a, yeah. Thinking of all the think no, of all the great stuff you're going to uncover while you're looking. Maybe we that. should just post what I have of that spreadsheet. I see I lost some of it when my computer crashed. Remember, I lost like forty oh, yeah. episodes of records oh, on that thing. Gosh, am I stupid to not back that up? Oh well. Do you have a letter? I've got a letter from Dan Dolan. Oh, Dan. Yeah. And I'll I'll read it in Dan's own voice. Hey, guys, just a quick message to say hello. Hello, Dan. Also to let you know, call Nadir and have a signed contract with MMP. Oh. Uh, yeah. Call Nadir. Oh, okay. He's, he's he doing... says, uh, call Nadir, and he has a, he's signed a contract with MMP. Yeah, he's the one Dan doing has. the um, to have Soldiers Dan- of the Nagus, I yeah. think. To have Denant published as part of the new campaign, the Mm -hmm. CDG module. Congratulations, Dan. Yeah, very nice. He says, you keep talking about quitting after 200 shows. You realize, of course, the implications of this? No. You will be spending more time with your families and less time playing the ASL. Oh. Although Spine and Sprocket is a fine podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Your celebrity will be sorely diminished. Your name's unknown mm. to a new generation of ASL players. You will mm. become a footnote in ASL history, mm. similar to Claude Mecklenburg. Who? Claude Mecklenburg. Exactly. We're going to be we're going to be right next to him, right next oh. to Claude. Oh, so you mean there won't be a trust fund established no. to continue the show into imperpetuity? In, in What's the in, word I want? Yeah, in in, pertu- in, in opportunity. Inner, inner ineptitude. <laughs> that <was> sound more. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, so, in closing, let me say this to you. Yes, Dan, we respect you. Don't think of stopping at two hundred episodes. Okay. Think that they will get. Think that they will get that microphone until they drag it. Ah, 
They won't get the microphone until they drag it from your cold, dead fingers. Okay. And let your last word that you say be A.2. Yes! Thanks, and have a happy Chinese New Year. Well, thanks, Dan. Oh, yes! Yeah. That was very... very, I'm a little inspired. Are you inspired to go past 200? Yeah, we're going to... We'll keep going. So he likes Spine and Sprocket, but he just doesn't think it's going to carry... Oh, yeah, Spine and Sprocket is huge. You kidding? We're the next Siskel and Ebert. I would think so. Yeah. But um, we appreciate your lack of confidence, Dan. (laughs) And congratulations on the deny. Yeah, that's cool. cool. That's we excellent. still got your map right over there. We talked about it a couple yeah. of shows ago. Uh, I have one from Michael Austin. Ooh, now that he's long. signed with MMP, do you think he'll stop talking to us? Of course. Probably. That's what, of course. Unless that's he's probably in the he con- signed with Bounding Fire, then in he the continue to talk with yeah. us. But Michael Austin, hey, hello, gentlemen. Half gentlemen. <laughs> okay, now what does he mean by that? Hello, half gentlemen? Like the oh, half yeah. squads, or like we're not really gentlemen? No, I think he means half squads. I'm a green war gamer, slowly learning and making the transition from starter kits to full. My current grasp of ASL is such I could by no means play in a tournament without irritating opponents over my glacial pace of play and perpetual referencing of the rules. So I'm curious as to the extracurriculum environment of something like the Chicago ASL Open for fans and war gamers that aren't actively competing. I live close enough to attend without worrying about a hotel cost. I've been to multiple gaming conventions, focused on role-playing games and board games, so I want to do more Hex Encounter stuff. Are spectators normal or even welcome at the tournaments? Do people pick up do pickup matches apart from the tournament, or are there other games there, or is it strictly ASL, or go home? Jeff, what do you advise? I would say you should come. Dave Goldman is a very gracious host, and if you want to come and play pickup games, yes, there are always pickup games going on there. At the ASL Open? No, there aren't. Sure there are. No, there aren't. Yes, there are. Only you and I are playing a game on the side. What about Mark Woods? Okay, that's only that year he came. He, I think he's given up the game. Oh, he really? He got too frustrated. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, I don't blame him there. We'll get him back in. Yeah. No, there's no pickup. There's no other gaming going on. Like oh, like at the Oktoberfest, you remember um, our friend Bob Holmstrom? Yeah. Played the zombie game on the side, and people were... Right. It's much more massive. I think the open is more restricted. I don't... Well... Are we going to have to arm wrestle on this one? Me? I, well, you contact Dave Goldman. Yeah. Um, I think if he would come, he would. You don't think so, huh? You might be able to get a pickup game in, or with an odd number of people for the uh, matchings. But um, I've never seen any other game played there. Okay, that's don't come, don't come, (laughs) stay away from the ASL (laughs) Open. You have to come. Dave Goldman is mean. You have to come. You're close enough. Wait, where do you live, Mike? Close enough to not worry about the. But he doesn't say where he lives. Hotel. So go. Go for the day. I don't even know if you have to pay. Tell Dave you want to just come check it out. Show up. Yeah, talk to people. Yeah. It says, I'm part of a small circle of war gamers and history buffs that met through inquiries at our local library. Ah, whoa. <laughs> to think. Like eight years ago, I said, check your local library. Dave I, made fun of me. And I, here. I did make fun of you. He does there say that. And we're scrounging for reinforcements. If you, oh, here we go. If you have any listeners looking for fellow war gamers in the west suburbs of Chicago, Elgin, DeKalb, Crystal Lake, let them know there are units in place in exchanging fire in the cornfields of Hampshire. Hampshire, Illinois. How far away is that? I have no idea where Hampshire, Illinois Usually is. Usually on Wednesday nights. But he listed those suburbs at Witten. And those are west of Chicago, but well, my mom's in Elgin. To... That's short. That's yeah. twenty. That's uh, twenty five minutes from our houses. Yeah, Crystal Lake is close enough. That's uh, that's not far from where uh, Dennis lives. DeKalb is further away. Yeah, DeKalb is south. So, Mike, if you want to come to the Passel meetings, which I don't have many of them anymore, but yeah, uh, let us know. Ah, we'll get you. Yeah. We'll get you tuned up. <clears throat> and anyone out, listeners out there in that area, Hampshire, let us know. We'll yeah. get you in touch with Michael. And he says, thanks for the work on the podcast. Um, it's an invaluable contribution. How much you know, did you pay him to say we that? Sh- uh, an invaluable <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> you know, we should get him hooked up with the Southwest Outpost, Eric Ortega and company down yeah, there. That's Southwest. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, if he's talking about DeKalb. 
then he's not all that far. Could work. Yeah. And he'd like to offer a genuine, unsolicited customer testimonial regarding the excellent services of Ritter Krieg. He says, I've made a few purchases from Derek. They've been fantastic deals, packed, shipped with impeccable care. I only wish I had the budget for more. Signed, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Thank you, Michael Austin. I'll refer to you my earlier refer you to my earlier comments about your kids and that silly college thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And what's that last one there, Jeff? Uh, we got a letter from Unknown. Actually, this was a post on episode 172, When Are Penguins Going to Talk, where the uh, this listener has uh, made a correction maybe for us. He says, A9.222, fire lanes do not cower, but may malfunction. So apparently we made a faux pas. Um, except I think we were trying to say that if you roll boxcars... No, if you roll doubles on a fire lane. It goes down a column? It cancels your fire lane. Oh. Doubles on a fire lane? No. (laughs) Should we look it up or just do our usual thing? No, let's look it up. I I, I think... Did you pause us? How long is that? Yeah, so we were talking about the cancellation of the fire lane. If you roll doubles. Doubles. Yeah, on they the cower. initial shot, they yeah. cower, then it ends the... No fire lane is no placed. No fire lane, right. Yeah, that's yeah. in that rule. Okay. And... Thanks, everybody, for writing. We like hearing from you. Send more. I have a little more Tito's. Yes. We've got some different music tonight for this special segment of Box Art Art Review. Review. Could not put our fingers on the the music. It's a little more exciting music than our normal, but we have two Box Art Reviews tonight, Jeffrey. Oh, sweet. From ASL Journal 11 and ASL Journal 12. You can look at these two works of art. And what do you notice about them, sir? Tanks. You're welcome. They're both tanks. Many tanks. They are, aren't they? Yeah. And might you confuse these paintings with what? Photographs. (laughs) Yeah, me too. They're very, very realistic. They're very nice covers, first of all. Nice covers. Okay. So there's a distinctive change in the latest journal. A distinctive change in the... Artwork or so-called artwork of the latest journals. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, Jeffrey. Would you? Yeah, we're missing that, aren't we? we are. Would you look closely at that? All right, I'm going to take a look here at look journal for brush 11. strokes. Okay. Um. That's nice. Do you see any brush strokes? I don't sir? see brush strokes, but that doesn't mean it's not art. Well, I'm okay. Maybe Perhaps I'm being old art. fashioned. Might be computer generated. I would say so. Yeah. This artist is working in computer generation. Yes, so it's a very um, unlimited palette, then. It's a very good piece. Its realism is extreme. Yeah. But it does make you wonder. Is it art? <laughs> you know. In yours for General 11, we see a vehicle. What nationality is that vehicle? This is an American tank. Uh, Sherman, I would say. Mm, no, too short. A Stewart. No. A Clydesdale. A Chaffee, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yes. A Clydesdale. It's a, I think it's the Clydesdale 321. And the color palette chosen, does it evoke any emotions for you, sir? No, it just it just looks like a very realistic green tank with yes. a very small main armament. This must be early war tank. Lightweight. Yes. Easy to park. Let's see, I'm just seeing if they say anything about it, uh, but they don't really. 
talk about the art itself. But do we know who the artist is on this? Mark Carvan, oh, okay. our new ASL journal artist. Mark Carvan at markcarvan.com. Mark Carvan Art Studios. Oh yes, this is the this is the Stewart tank. It's the M51A. No, uh, sorry, the M5A1. Yes, the M5A1. Yeah. No, it's Stewart? a Stewart light tank built by Cadillac. It was neither heavily armed nor armored. Stewart was known for its exceptional speed and maneuverability. These qualities made the M5A1 Stewart very well suited for armored, armored reconnaissance missions. And this particular print depicts an M5A1 of Company B's 66th Armored Regiment, 2nd Armored Division, known as Burt's Knights. And maybe that's Burt with sticking his head out the top there. Yes, it's an unbuttoned tank, so the men are yeah. definitely taking a risk of being shot by a sniper. That kind of excitement it does capture there, yes. What time of year would you say the leaves suggest? Uh, the leafy time. The leafy time of year. Might be spring, might be summer, might be fall before the colors change. <laughs> that would cover, or winter, or winter, before the leaves and the snow has come. <laughs> yes. So, so we definitely see an American vehicle. He's got some good detail down here, inspected little labels, but... Um, I mean, obviously you would not see a photograph of a tank like this, because most, well, you might, but... Not to this detail. The photographs in those days were not that detailed, and many of them were in black and white. Yes, the faces appear shadowed under the helmets, the American helmets. Perhaps suggesting a shadowy kind of character to this crew. Perhaps he's trying to get at the idea that they, like Kelly's heroes, might be moving into some illegal activity. Uh-huh. Uh, some illicit uh, extracurricular activity during the war. Mm-hmm. There's a pixelation effect in the background. If you really examine the tree closely, the colored kind of one in the back left, that is a, a mysterious, is it fall, is it spring, right? And look yes. at the pixelations, like, like almost like Surratt. Yes. Uh, Sunday in the Park with George kind yes. of effect. Pointillism. Mm-hmm. You get that kind of tabulations and yeah. little dots of color working together to create a whole. So when you look closely... Mm-hmm. You can see those kind of, not brush strokes, but pixelations happening yes. within the work. And that draws the eyes to the sharp contours of the tank. Which is very sharp contours yeah. of the tank. And I almost would think it might have worked a little better as a pointillism work if the little dabs of color were continued and the, and the sharp lines were not on the tank. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. There it is. Look what I found. It just came up next. It's Opus 3, NR5. Make a note of it, Mr. Hallett. Are we being too hard on this fellow? Oh, I do not know. We do see some of the artistic ability here. I would notice, looking at ASL Journal 12, we have a... British tank? Uh, yeah. Why do I not know my tanks better? I thought yeah. I could recognize tanks easily. The only tanks I ever see are on small pieces of cardboard, and it's so it's really hard <laughs> to tell. Now I've built models of some of these. This looks a bit like a Churchill. We do see two Spitfires coming in the background, flying in formation. And the tank is blasting away with its main armament. Notice the... The bumper stickers? (laughs) On the front of the tank. This tank is churning its way through mud on issue 12. And yet, there's some mud on the treads. But if we look at the tank closely, there's no mud into the wheels. Onto the decals, I would call them. You call them bumper stickers. There is no mud. I think there should be some mud spattered across the whole vehicle in the lower half. You know what I think? I think that's the A-34 Comet. The Comet, that is correct. That's a British tank. Yeah. It is a Comet. I never built a model of a Comet. No, I never have either. But wonderful Spitfires flying in. 
regarded, regarded as Britain's best all-around tank of World War II, didn't enter service hmm. until December of 1944. So it didn't have a chance to make a major impact. That would be why we don't use it a lot in our yeah. games. Yeah. But it's it's a nice piece. I mean, it's... Uh, what do you think of the triangle effect, the triangle uh, arrangement um, on Journal 12? It really isn't Do you one. think it's a bit flat? Yes. Straight across, straight yeah. across. But I can see why he added the two Spitfires. Yes, does give it some drama. Yeah. In a gray sky day. And not as pixelated in the background as the other work on... Issue 11. Much more detail in the ground, though, foreground of issue 12. Yeah. So good job there. And that... That's about it for that. box art review. You can buy that art, actually, and it, he sells it in various sizes at markcarvin.com. Lots of World War II art and Lots space art, did you say? Yeah, space art, train art. You can get a, a print of one of these uh, 11 by 14 for $45, 22 by 30 for $100. And uh, if you want a little bit better canvas, you can get one for $125. Excellent. Thank you, Mark Carvon, for your work on the journals. And thank you, Franz Joseph. So, there we go. And now... Good. It's time for What's Where? Cascasse in la boxe vous. Cascasse in la boxe What's in the box? Look at this, Dave. Or in German, what's in the That's horrible. What do you We're have getting, there, Jeff? getting worse. I have something uh, that you brought me. You were very... Oh, Merry Christmas, sir. Belated, Winter Offensive, bonus pack number eight. ASL scenario pack for Winter Offensive 2017. I'm eagerly snagging away at the the nice crackly paper. So this tasty little bit has an unusual smell to it. Mm Mm-hmm. That recently produced smell. Can I smell? Smell this. Hmm. What kind of chemicals are they using these days on our scenario cars, Jeff? So they get right to business. So the winter offensive, the front of it has got a very nice photograph of a couple of German chaps. Yeah, I've seen that photo before. Yeah, there, one holding up the... uh, Doesn't quite qualify for box art review. The potato masher hand grenade. But then they get right down to business because on the flip side of that is ASL scenario WO21, bolder than before. A fine-looking scenario that pits partisans against the Russians, the Ukrainian nationalists against the Russians. This takes place in Ukraine in June of 1941. Oh, I thought you were going to say 2017. Yeah, it it does seem (laughs) rather timely. This was designed by Ken Dunn. And in this, the... The Partisans, a very small scenario. There's just uh, four squads, five, oh no, sorry, seven squads, and a leader or two against a more formidable 14, let's see, 18 Russians coming in with a, several tanks. And in order for the Russians to win... Oh, there's various victory points, so I'm not going to go into those. Oh, you love those kind nah, of victory points, I don't, don't like you? It's, it's complicated. Different victory points with different game lengths, and yes. But mostly it's the partisans defending. Okay? That's all you need to know. And I have scenario 22 from that pack, WO22. Um, smells weird, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. all new stuff, you know? It's like we're like old school. Yeah. We don't like the new smells no. and things. <laughs> I have WO22 with cost of noncompliance. Also by Ken Dunn. Also in the Ukraine, Jeff. And that's 1941 Operation Barbarossa. 
Russians win by controlling five stone buildings. This has Germans, of course, and the Russians. It's a five and a half turner. You've got three boards, board 76, 66, and 33. That's a lot of space to work in. Yeah. And um, a lot of vehicles to cool. run around in that space. The German gets to secretly record which board edge along which his reinforcements will enter. Then he records his setup. Then the Russian sets up normally. And then the German then places all of his previously recorded units. That's a very unique way to set up. With like a hidden setup. Isn't that nice? I like that. And I have WO23, a simple solution, also by Ken Dunn. But this one is Aachen, Germany, 1944, of course. The Americans then make their appearance. 18 squads, two flamethrowers, two DCs, no tanks. This would be a nice little starter one for you. It used board Z, though. That came with the starter packs. And 76 again. Hmm. Why do all these use board 76, Jeff? I'm just wondering. Now, a special rule here, too. Prior to setup, the German player selects one of the following options. Either they can hip some squads or change some victory conditions or add some medium machine guns or that gives you a lot of different options on the setup. So that gives you some good replay value on yeah, scenario WO23, nice. winter offensive pack. Yeah, but so board 76. 76. Where, where are you going to get board 76? Where would you get 76? Oh, look at this. Oh, that's their sneaky trick to make us buy the winter offensive packs. They Come. put a board in it. Comes along with board 76, which is a beauty of a board. Ooh. On the north end of the board, as I'm holding it up, there's a hill with some stone and wooden buildings on it. Then there's plenty of roads and that's running that, all around this. That hill in the northern part has a very nice triangular shape to it that we would use in our artwork. Yeah. Notice? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm sure that God was very uh, was really paying attention when, when he, he created made that, that. hill. Yeah, and there's uh, lots of multi-hex stone buildings in here. There's a we can see a church with a graveyard, graveyard next to it. Then some really a lot of roads running through this, looping all around. But that is a lot of roads. How yeah. many roads do you normally get on a board? Like two? Yeah, usually two. One one north south and one east west, something like that, or you know three. This this is really like a little uh, subdivision. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then, there, and then lot. down in the south end, there's oh this one a street. Yeah, there's a parking lot there. A one hex parking lot. Yeah, I think this is a shopping center. I mean, that's really what it looks like. It's a nice board. And yeah, there's some and grain down there. Some other small hills. There's a there's a stream running with a bridge over it. It's lovely. If it wasn't uh, for the war, I would consider moving here. Actually, I do kind of like that board. It yeah, does it's seem nice. a little different with yeah. all those roads. Mm -hmm. So I would like to play on this. Thank you, Dave. That's very nice. Yes. Winter Offensive Pack. Yeah, this is their... Number eight. Number eight, yes. Get it. Now, last episode in our excitement over the journal... We forgot to mention something that came along with the journal, which was a bunch of scenarios. How many scenarios do you think came with that that journal? The journal, which was a little bit light in page length, but uh, with these scenarios, make up for it. I've got six here. Fourteen, okay. perhaps. Nice. One is a reprint of Gavin Take, which oh. was published with the Yanks one, but it didn't have the red numbers underneath the units. Oh, okay. And so they reprinted that for you. That's like a free little gift. Except on mine, it still doesn't have the red ink on it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, it does. It does. Do you know? I can't see that far. Ron Schatz played this with just one counter each. Really? He did. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. One, he said it went really fast. Yeah, I'll bet. Because <laughs> it didn't have any didn't uh, have numbers the under it. Yeah. So that's a correction for you on Gavin's take. I've got Grab and Go here by Pete Schelling. Ooh. Takes place in the Ukraine in 1943. Uses board 17 and board Q. Germans against the Russians. The Germans set up with uh, 12 squads. Oh, yeah. This looks this looks kind of fun. 12 squads. A couple of uh, 
armored cars against uh, Russians with no vehicles. But the Russians win a game end by exiting. So it's one of those exiting victory point ones. Uh, Russian elites with a 9 9-1, an 8-1, an 8-0 liter medium machine gun. I don't know. I don't. I can't picture the boards in my head. Seventeen and Q, so I can't really get. Yeah, it. we're used to looking at those yeah. bounding fire products that yeah. have the boards all printed up real nice. Yeah, can't tell you. What do you got? I have J one eighty two Belgian Blitzkrieg. It's Belgium nineteen forty. So it's early in the war. There, it looks like it rotates through seven turns and then three more turns to end. It is board seventy one. It's now now with these from the um, recently MMP's been doing a lot of different kind of things with their scenarios so this is got a more interesting setup um is that what you can't mean? really tell on this particular one i noticed one of your cards has some weird stuff on the bottom and the um but it does have the belgium belgian uh, army early in the war backside i have 183 a real barn burner boards 43 and 72 french in this one, so we're getting, it seems like a good mix of uh, nationalities in this pack. Alternating setup, that's unique. It's four and a half turns, even with two two full boards. And it is, again, French and Germans in 1940 at the Bois du Ciel Farm near Aumone, France. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. I've got... J-189, Buckley's Block by Daryl Anderson. This takes place in Cape Gloucester, New Britain, January 1944. Oh. Not familiar with Pacific. that area. Yeah. Americans against the Japanese. No uh, AFVs in this. There's just an armored car, it looks like. Yeah, just an armored car. So the Americans have, uh, this is a short one, six units against uh, seven, 11 squads, 12 squads. On the Japanese side, and I don't know if this is a misprint in the way they depicted. Oh no! No, I'm going to bet boards, it's something cool. Board seven and thirty-seven with that redness, with an only hex rows A through P are playable. Yeah, that would show you what's playable or not. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're. It's a zigzaggy red. Shape on oh, I think boards. at board seven it may have uh, a uh, river or something on it, and so we're just playing on this side of the river. I think that what what's that? That's what that's about. That's that with that. I would point out my last two scenarios I looked at were were designed by Lionel Colin. Colin, hmm. okay, which is a new name for me. Yeah, and this one one eighty five haunted castle, the haunted castle, Michael Cook or Koch. Or Coke in Poland, 1941. German Russians also. Board 9B and 65. That's the one you can place at the different kind of angle there. It has some artillery piece, infantry only, no vehicles. So that looks like a quick play. Six turns. You get to declare hand to hand. And on the back side of that's 184. Diane Tamicha, is that like Moshi Diane? It's in Isandrun, Syria, 1941. Oh. It's played on the KR, Kazu Ridge board. Oh, wow. With X2 overlay? Huh, that would be well, interesting. That would be kind very, of exotic. Yeah, very different to break out your old, I think KR is Kazu Ridge, I think. Debris is Hamada, 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 Hamada. Dawn plus one LV hindrance and the Syrian frontier guards. Mm-hmm. Look at that. So that's very different. Vici, Vici French, I guess, and they're actually the Australians against the Vici French in 1941. So that's some unique forces to be playing with. And this haunted castle one I just talked about, I didn't notice on its scenario card, it actually does have a werewolf counter. And it some does. ghost counters. Wow. So that would be really unique, the haunted castle. You know, you got to love a German werewolf kind of thing. Yeah. It's like that comic books we got from that listener. Yeah. The, right. What were those called? Uh, They're really good. Weird war tales. Yeah. Oh, those are excellent. Yeah, I like those. I got uh, Taking Some Flack by Lars Turing. Oh, Lars. 
This is an action in Finland, October 1944, with the Germans against the Finns. Uh, pretty small, and uh, obviously a lot of these are small because they're meant to be played at tournaments. So this is a short scenario with just uh, seven German SS squads and then a half squad. And al along with the mortar, the Finns win at the game end. Oh, they win at turn three if they're controlling all the road hexes. Oh, that's uses quick, board 67 huh? and 37. Uh, but then it can go on if if they don't. Let's see. It says, Finns win at the end of game turn three by controlling all the road hexes. Otherwise, it goes on to turn six. Oh. And on the other side, Raf's Rules by Michael Koch. And there was one named Raf's Dilemma that you and I, I think, had played. Oh, was there? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, yeah, boy. You've got a... You've got the mind for it, Dave. Only for a couple of things. This takes place near Deersdorf, Germany, March 24th, 1945. So Americans against the Germans. And yeah, this one has... I like this one because it's got a little uh, purchase table here. So you can buy... You get a couple of points to buy like uh, hip units or an extra hero or a mortar or AP mines. So that, again, that adds to the replayability. This uses boards U and S. It's interesting that they're bringing in the starter kit boards uh -huh. on some of these. Um, and, and it doesn't include any AFEs. It just includes guns. So maybe it's it's more for beginning players, maybe? I don't know. Not necessarily, I guess. But beginning players might be more comfortable with a scenario of that length and with that uh, arrangement. Whereas they will not be comfortable with J-186, Castles on the Horizon in Libya, 1941. So you're laying out the four desert boards all the way across. Ah. About eight overlays included here. Then you have a British defensive force um, against a massive vehicular German force coming onto the board. Uh, you have your late afternoon sun blindness. Break that out. You have hillock summits. Germans win by capturing those hillock summits. And then there's some variation on that. And um, So, yeah, you want to play a desert one again? It's J186. Dust off your desert boards. Get it? Dust, Dust desert, off yeah. your desert. And on the back of that, 187 in deadly combat. And that's Peter Struzhev <laughs> and Chris Mizay. So he's been contributing lately, Peter. And uh, board 71 and U. There's your starter kit board. Some building overlays. Uh, six turns again. Prior to setup, you can secretly record if you want to add your OB option. And if you do add this optional forces, then it changes the building control requirements. So it gives you, again, a little bit of variety in how the game would be played in the Crimea. 1941, German-Russian Crimea. Yeah. Crimea. Or, again, 2016 in the Crimea. And I've got, we've got two left here. There's Trial Run by Chaz Argent. Takes place at the uh, Riccio River, Italy, January 1944. Germans against the British, and this one is it looks interesting. The, oh, it's a, the Canadians actually. The Canadians win upon exiting greater than or equal to 16 exit victory points. Uh, and there's an interesting rule in the SSR. It says to reflect the employment of arcing fire by off-map Canadian machine guns used to impede Ger German movement, the Canadian player places at the start of every German movement phase three four-value residual firepower counters in any playable hexes. He then makes a direction extent of error die roll, capital DR, for each to determine its final placement hex. Hmm. So arcing fire. Yeah. How about that? I haven't heard of that one no. before. And the final one here, Rebels Without a Pause by Pete Schelling, takes place in Slovakia, 5th of September, 1944. Germans against the Slovaks. 
Did they fight the Slovaks? I guess they did. Prior to setup, the Slovak player secretly records control of buildings, and then the German has to take over the the buildings to win. So I guess this is the Slovakian uh, partisans. We've never played any Slovaks, have we? I don't think so. Yeah. So that looks allied minor or kind of cool. Seventy-two and board seventy-two and sixty-eight. Yep. Fun for all. Fun for the entire family. Yeah, boy. Well, I'll tell you, that's going to be a show, huh? Yeah, that's we it. We do have some stuff. Terrain time, time rubble and what we played lately, which would be months ago. Yes, since we haven't done it in a while. But what a lot of product. Yeah, a lot February of great stuff. has brought us. Yes, it's taken us three shows to get through the journal, new journal, the winter offensive pack, and of course. The most amazing. Into the rubble. Version 2. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks to our sponsors, Bounded Fire and Ritter Ritter Creek. Creek. Thanks to our donators. All those wonderful names we listed earlier. Yeah. And thanks to you, the listeners, for listening. And for buying a hat. Yeah. Send (laughs) us that donation and get those hats out of my house. Please, we beg you. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye, everybody. See you next time. Oh, but remember to roll low. And rally well. Of course, but not, but not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Please, don't Come even on. think about it. Get serious. Forget it. Wow. Another one, Dave. Here we go, laddie. That was her.